1: with a dead cell phone think about those adventurous activities you can do like me taking a ski trip up with the family maybe going on a camping expedition anything and everything learn more about the all-new hyundai santa fe at hyundaiusa.com call 562-314-4603 for complete details
0: hey there gary Parrish, welcome back to the CBS Sports IOM College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching us on YouTube, smash the like button, like your Brandon Davis. You you have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please knock that out while you're here. Let's get into it. As you might know, nothing too interesting has happened in the sport the past few days other than Louisville getting its first win of the season and UCLA absolutely uh, destroying Maryland at Maryland. So congrats to Kenny Payne. Uh, congrats to Mick Cronin. Congrats to Amari Bailey. Congrats to Amari Bailey's mom's Instagram account. Um, I-, I predicted UCLA Maryland would be competitive. It, it was not. UCLA looked great, Maryland did not, and rather than look back at that beatdown, I, I think our time today, if you don't mind, I think our time today is, is better used looking forward to an incredible weekend of games, among them, Indiana, Kansas, check out this schedule, Indiana, Kansas, Alabama, Gonzaga, Houston, Virginia, Davidson, Purdue, UConn, Butler, Tennessee, Arizona. Auburn USC we get all of that plus the CBS Sports Classic inside New York's Madison Square Garden so with that in mind and in honor of trivia time consumer Jay Wright I decided to get things started today with a special CBS Sports Classic Madison Square Garden trivia time dead like I've got a 10 question trivia time prepared for you 10 questions five CBS Sports Classic questions five Madison Square Garden questions can you dig it
1: I can dig it. As always, a warning to the listeners, some of these might not actually be factually correct.
0: Yeah, it's Let's possible start. that I've got these messed up. Like I, I'll say, I'll say, here's the question, and then Norlander will give me an answer, and I'll go, Ugh, you know what, that's not what I got, but you might be right. Eh, you know, hey, we never claimed to be perfect, did we? have never, will never. Have never, will never. This is Jay Wright's worst nightmare.
1: It is. This. <laughs> Jay writes in a blender right now. Listening to the podcast, yes. I enjoyed your conversation with Jay.
0: If you ha- if you guys haven't uh, checked that out yet, like one of the Jay- things Jay said at the very beginning was like, "Just I don't want to be. Please don't trivia time." It was like a like, night. You watched
1: it on YouTube. He's like looking up at the sky, being like, oh, God, "I just can't. I-, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know the answer." So very very good. Our appreciations to Jay. All right, ten question trivia time. Let's let's go. This will be the ninth. The Ninth Angel CBS Sports Classic.
0: What school has the best winning percentage in the CBS Sports Classic?
1: Uh, okay, so as a reminder to listeners, the four schools have always been the same. UCLA, Ohio State, Kentucky, and Carolina. I'm gonna there's a singular one. Yes. I will say the North Carolina Star Heels.
0: Ding, ding, ding. That's the correct answer. North Carolina is five and three. In the CBS Sports Classic, Ohio State is four and three, Kentucky's four and four, UCLA two and five. And if you're wondering, hold up, that didn't match up. Why does Ohio State only have seven games? UCLA only seven, Kentucky, North Carolina eight. It's because last season's doubleheader became a single header when Ohio State yeah. and UCLA both encountered COVID problems. You remember COVID problems? Do you? I got long COVID. I'm exactly. certain of it. I'm dealing with long COVID over here. <laughs> I've been coughing for six months. I've got...
1: <laughs> hey, by the way, update on the preseason. We have not yet technically had a game canceled to COVID. There have been a couple of games that have been postponed, but you might wind up being right. You took the over 0.5. There were a couple non-cons. I want to say maybe Pepperdine was involved in one. I don't know if they're ever making that up. They may or may not, but right now I still, still think we're technically under. A year ago, omicron had just arrived and we were uh well it was a disaster thank god we
0: (laughs) it was a mess i flew all the way out to las vegas for a double header and it became a single header yes Woo! and then it wasn't even a good game kentucky like destroyed the north carolina and uh if you'd asked me on that day could you see these star heels playing in the national championship game i would have said uh no it doesn't look like um okay so you're one for one very nice question two the yep. CBS Sports Classic has been in five different arenas in the eight previous years. Can
1: you name them? I think I can I think I can get this. Okay. Um, I've seen the CBS Sports Classic at Barclays? Yes, I've in 2015. It, I've seen it, it we both saw it in Chicago, United Center. It's been there twice, 2014, 2018. Obviously, it's been in vegas t-mobile three
0: times 2016 2019 2021
1: it has hold on you know so i remember i remember i don't even know why i remember this but i do remember there was a year where they were debating sending me and i want to say If it wasn't Christmas Eve, it was the Christmas Eve Eve. It was Festivus because they were playing in New Orleans. And I ultimately didn't decide I didn't go because the flight was too expensive. And personally, I was like, I got no desire flying home on Christmas Eve. So I I know New Orleans was one of them because there was a a late deliberation about sending me about three days before that. got
0: Smoothie King Center in 2017. Mm. That's the one I had no recollection of. And I'm pretty sure I was there. I can't remember I anything about it. I don't think either it. of
1: us were there, GP. You don't think either one of us went? I don't think either one of us were there, and that's why there was debating on sending me. Unless you drove last minute and it was a drivable thing, but that's still like five hours from you? Like, that's yeah, still, but it's
0: very drivable. I've
1: been driving New Orleans. I've been tri- driving to New Orleans my whole life. Maybe you did. Um, someone in the comments fact-checked me. I'm almost positive that was right about, up against Christmas, and that was the biggest uh, contention with it, in addition to the flight being like you know 900 Okay, there's
0: there's one more.
1: There's one more? And I
0: would not have remembered this. It's not MSG, right? I don't think they've it's done. Not, it's it. never been at Madison Square Garden until this season. Okay. I would not have remembered this, but then somebody—if—if if you said, "Oh, but—but but you remember that one year," and then I'd have been like, "Oh yeah, I remember," but I did not attend this one. All think... another pro arena.
1: Yes. Hmm. I'm gonna say Banker's Life. Um. Not Banker's Life. Really. Um. <sighs> Uh, geez, GP. Um, not banker's life. You need a hint? I'll give you a hint. Yeah, give me a hint. Give me a hint. It
0: was the COVID year, there were no fans.
1: Where did they go? Hold on, COVID year,
0: COVID year. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Come on, man. Um, I know you want to say, uh, South Dakota. That's where everybody goes for COVID. No,
1: no, dude. Did they go to Cleveland?
2: That's right. Oh, Rocket that's Mortgage. That's it. That's no, that great. is it.
1: That's it. Rocket no, Mortgage
2: not. Fieldhouse. Is it really?
0: Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse right. in Cleveland in 2020. So, those are the five arenas that have hosted the CBS Sports Classic. Madison Square Garden gets added to that list this weekend. Question number three. I think I you're two for two. I think you're two for that two. Okay, Question go. number three. What head coach mm. has won more CBS Sports Classic games than anybody else?
1: Uh, it's got to be Roy
0: Williams. It's Roy Williams. He's five and two. It's UNC. So that that's like a half. That's a half credit at best. There. I thought maybe I could trick you up a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. Question number four. You're three for three. What player holds the record for most points scored in a CBS Sports Classic?
1: Malik Monk in Vegas.
0: That is like the biggest CBS Sports Classic memory for me. Yeah. Is uh, Malik Monk 2016 got 47. Oh, points. I was going
1: I was going to say 44. Okay, 47.
0: 47 okay. points. Kentucky beat North Carolina 103-100. That was at T-Mobile in Las Vegas. Uh, Malik Monk was 18 of 28 from the field, 8 of 13 from 3, 3 of 5 from the line. That's 47 points to be added up. Justin Jackson for North Carolina had uh, 34 in that game, and then the two teams of course played again in the Elite 8 of the NCAA tournament in downtown Memphis FedEx Forum john morant's home unc won that game 75 73 who hit the shot
1: you said unc won it 75
0: 73 elite eight 2017 um luke may luke may buried a jumper in the final second all right you're four for four question number five in twenty seconds or less, You're I'm putting terrorizing a timer. Jay Wright li- right now. By the way, Just Jay Wright, is, he's, him he's right. already turned this off seven times. He's like, I can't, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with this. In twenty seconds or less, I'm putting a timer on you. Let's do it. Can you name all seven men who have coached in the CBS Sports Classic? Go.
1: All right, Hubert, Roy, Thad, Holtman, Calipari, Cronin, Alford. Seven. Let's go.
0: You did it in eight seconds. Come
1: on. You did it in eight seconds. Come on now. Come on now. You got that done in eight seconds. That's not that hard. I mean, they're relatively recent coaching changes. Same four schools. There we go. Okay. Give me the MSG stuff.
0: Kentucky, obviously the only school that hasn't had a coaching change between the beginning of the CBS Sports Classic and present day. All right. You're five for five. <laughs> Question number six. Now we turn our attention to Madison Square Garden. Let's do it. How many Madison Square Gardens have there been? I'm going to say there have been
1: three Madison. No, I'll say there have been four. Maybe something like in the early 20th century was there for like 12 years. They they knocked it down, rebuilt it in the mid-20s, and they had that one that was around until like the 70s, and they had the one until renovation like in 2013, 2014. You might be a
0: genius. Is that it? They have four. Come on now. The third was at 50th and 8th. So that's kind of a weird spot, uh, but yes, we are on the fourth version of Madison Square Garden. You're six for six. Question seven. Madison Square Garden is called Madison Square Garden because the original Madison Square Garden was located near Madison Square Park on 23rd Street. Who is Madison Square named after?
1: I'm going to say James Madison. The it only is- obvious answer.
0: James Madison, the fourth president of the United oh, States. No.
1: this <laughs> seven for seven.
0: Question number eight. Most folks know that Billy Joel has yes. played more shows at Madison Square Garden than anybody. Current total, one thirty-one.
1: I thought you were going to quiz me on the number, and I wouldn't have gotten it. Okay, You're it's one thirty-one. It's okay. one thirty-one. I should
0: have. I should have put. Yeah. Okay. Who holds the record for the fastest sellout at Madison Square Garden? It's not Billy Joel. Tickets go on uh, sale. Single it's sold indiv-
1: out. single individual show. Yes. I'm g- I'm gonna say Harry Styles.
0: It's not Harry Styles, although okay. he had a, he had a pretty amazing run there recently. But it is not Harry Styles.
1: Okay, but keep um, thinking
0: along those lines.
1: And it, uh, pop Taylor,
0: star, good Taylor looking Swift? young
1: guy. Oh, young guy. Okay, so pop, Taylor Taylor Swift was guest number two. Taylor Swift uh, is not the correct answer. Um, pop star, young guy. Pop star, young guy, good
0: looking, super famous. The weekend. No, not the weekend.
1: Um, in the past five to seven years, has this happened?
0: This sold out in 2012, but he's still as big today as he was then, perhaps bigger. Bruno Mars? Not Bruno Mars.
1: Justin Timberlake? Not Justin Timberlake. This is a good one, GP. Um, and I I question the veracity of this. By the way, like they got a timer. They, they keep they, track this I, fast?
0: Th- I think bots eat them up immediately. Like exactly. the previous the previous record holder was Taylor Swift. And then this person broke Taylor Swift's record. He's he sold out Madison Square Garden in 30 seconds. In
1: 2012?
0: In 2012. Pop star. Yeah. I think no, that's no. the way you would describe him. That's the way I would describe him.
1: Okay um gp i don't know i might need a. it is in the
0: comments somebody has gotten it right in the youtube comments
1: i'm okay uh well i want to watch that Uh, should i give it to you give it to me justin bieber bieber bigger now than 10 years ago questionable he's big i don't know if he's bigger now than 10 years ago he was he's selling is he selling out msg right now in 30 seconds if he's not he's no yes he would no, I think he would. That you dude's a star. So? Yes. Put it poll question Nada in the chat. Bieber bigger now or in 2012? You might be right. I don't. Well, know. well, I, I'm,
0: I'm open to debate on that. Although I, I, he is still one of the biggest acts in the world. Whether he's as big as he was in 2012, I don't know. I, I think probably, so, but he's still, regardless, he's still one of the biggest acts in the world, and he would sell out Madison Square Garden
1: tonight in seconds. Trivia time. Okay. What band famously played thirteen consecutive sold out shows at Madison Square Garden in the summer? Twenty nineteen, I want to say. I was there. Let me fact check that year.
0: Fish. Correct. What was it called? <laughs> I don't know, but I just know that fish is always at Madison Square Garden.
1: <laughs> or at least it, it feels is. like it seems that way. Twenty Baker's dozen. Wow. That's 2017 already. These years are blowing by. Baker's dozen. Fish played. Fish is the has played more shows at MSG than any non-residency act. So Billy Joel has the most because he a has a residency. Fish has the most shows at any non-resident at the Garden. Keep going uh, with yours. I you missed to one. one
0: question. Question nine. Question yep. nine. Who yep. was the first comedian in history to sell out Madison Square Garden two nights in a row?
1: All right. I got only two guesses here. That makes sense. My first one's Eddie Murphy.
0: That would have been my first guess. It would not be right.
1: And then uh, Richard Pryor is my other guess.
0: That would have been one of my guesses. Like I would have gone Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, George Carlin. The correct answer? Hold on.
1: Okay, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, I was going to say don't be someone terrible like uh, like Dane Cook or something, but basically that's what we got. Good time. Andrew, okay. Andrew
0: Dice Clay in 1990. So you are uh, – I think you're 7-2 and two through 9. Okay. I'll Final question. Yeah. Who was the first entertainer to sell out four consecutive shows at Madison Square Garden?
1: Give me the decade. 1970s. First entertain individual artist or band?
0: I mean, had a band, but an individual artist. Hmm. Nobody had ever sold out four straight nights at MSG. This way person that, did it. Give me,
1: give me five guesses on this then. Seventy. Okay. The way that you say that makes me say Paul McCartney and Wings. That's my first guess.
0: Incorrect answer. But okay. fun fact, you ready for this? Fun fact, okay. Madison Square Garden, all four Beatles yes. played inside Madison Square Garden.
1: Yes. Never together. Yep. That's true. Trivia time. Okay. What was the site of the last Beatles concert? It was on the roof. Uh, okay, what was the site of the last Beatles concert with a paying audience? Shea Stadium? I'm pretty sure that's it. They played two. I'm, I'm fact-checking now. I'm pretty sure Shea was last, and they played one in San Francisco. Shea Stadium is the last one, August 15th, 1965. Fun little side note on all the Beatles stuff. All those amazing records on the back end, they might not ever get made if they don't decide to quit touring. So, um, The rare act that decided to leave the road and their legacy was in- exponentially improved because of that um okay four nights in a row had a band but did it solo 1972 72 uh you know who? you know who i'm gonna you know who i think it is then hmm. i'm gonna go local angle here my second guess paul simon incorrect okay um american or international
0: origin he's, he's american
1: okay but has an association with the previous group? No. You said he, he said he was in a band. No, I said he has a band. He's
0: surrounded by people who, in a band, but he, he he was always a solo artist. Oh, okay. What I mean is he's not up there like Ed Sheeran, just playing a guitar and singing. He's got like a drummer and a guitar player and a bass player okay. and all that stuff.
1: 72. hell of a way to start an episode by the way
0: oh yeah we're 17 damn minutes in we haven't said you one little thing 19 about minute tree
1: of time to really uh wet the palate um damn it Parrish. uh who would have been 72 man 72 has a band around him but is known to be a solo artist uh, Gosh, give me one more hint that doesn't totally give it away i'm not looking at the comments because i don't want i don't want someone to get it and then
0: person died the same decade
1: died in the set died in the 70s died i hope someone that's listening to this on their phone has just been screaming for two minutes straight we get those comments occasionally and we appreciate you died in the 70s but the billing on the the ticket has the artist name on the ticket it's not a band name it's the artist name it's the artist name man and people have now got it in the comments. I'm gonna say, I swear to God, I haven't. Uh, no, that they didn't die in the '70s, so that can't be it. Um, give it to me. I don't want to stall any longer. Who Elvis, Aaron, Presley. No way. No way. That I. I uh, that would not have been. Yeah, that wouldn't have been in my next three to five guesses.
0: You mess Lowell's own. You mess Lowell's own. Elvis, come to the Northeast. UMass Lowell's Elvis Aaron Presley. He came back to up to the Northeast. People don't remember this. He sold out four straight nights at Madison Square Garden, and then um, attended a UMass Lowell a basketball game, like on that weekend. Yeah, people forget okay. that.
1: Let me see. Let me get a. Let me get a basketball reference here. Let's see if they got this. Uh, if they. Got, <laughs> what am I doing right now? What are you doing right now? looking to see what umf lowell was doing 72 no no we're not doing that right now
0: the final four and one we'll do that we'll talk i swear to it
2: we're gonna talk basketball next but first a word from our partners robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half A
1: reminder, if you want, you can now email the show, shouts2cbs at gmail.com, shouts2cbs at gmail.com. We are loving the responses we've gotten, the emails, the correspondence, the questions. Continue sending them. You can send in a video if you'd like, 10 to 15 second video, ask a question, name, city, town, get out. We'll try and drop those in going forward on the show on the YouTube channel. Continue to send us stuff. We love hearing from you, and thank you, as always, for subscribing.
0: If you come here strictly for basketball talk, by the way, that's your fault. You're you're
1: playing yourself.
0: Yeah, you should have known better by now. That said, I I didn't mean to do a (laughs) 20-minute trivia
1: time. No, it was was great. And uh, just for the record, I I don't have immediate evidence that UMass Lowell was actually playing hoops in 72. If someone can uh, provide that at some point in the comments, we'd appreciate it. All right,
0: Final Four in one time, Nada, update us on the records. I feel like I'm pulling away. You're getting close. You're getting close to 500. So for you, that is pulling away. You're at 12 and 13. Orlando is at 13 and 12. It's it's closer than I thought it would be at this point in the season. I'm trending. I'm trending upward.
1: Trivia time. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is what I thought you were going to hit me with. And if you did, I would have played it honestly and said I already know it. There are five oh, this is just an amazing weekend we got. In college hoops, sports all around, NFL triple header on Saturday, obviously NFL Sunday bowl games, World Cup final Sunday, and what I think will be the best Saturday of the regular season at least going in in 22-23. There are five ranked unranked matchups this weekend. We're going to talk about them all right here right now. But what year? Hmm. What year was the last time there were five, at least five, ranked on ranked matchups in a single day. What year? And it has happened since the turn of the century. I'll give you three guesses. See if you can land the year with a with a bullseye in three guesses. 2016. Longer. 2012. Longer. 2008. Credit to Eli Betker of the Heat Check with this January 17th, 2009 was the last time there were at least five ranked-on-ranked matchups. We have gone almost 14 years since a regular season had this much appeal from a ranked matchup standpoint. Absolutely tremendous. Can't wait to talk about these games.
0: Game one, Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's number four Alabama versus number 15 Gonzaga inside Courtney Cox Arena down in Birmingham. Courtney Cox from Birmingham.
1: I had no idea, actually. I was about to say, what's up with that?
0: Mountain Brook High School. This game, you're going to be able to watch it on CBS. It's America's most watched network. It's the network of stars. Ken Palm has it. Alabama minus
1: one. This is the third top 15 matchup for Arizona. Arizona. Alabama. We'll get to Arizona so far this season. Arizona and Bama are the only schools right now. with Three wins over AP Top 25 teams. My guy Spiro Ditas is on the call with Jim Spinarkel. How about Brandon Miller right now? 18 and a half points a game. That's most of any freshman in the country. He's also averaging 8.4 rebounds, known to Mari Burnett, as we've previously discussed, which I think will be a good thing for Gonzaga's backcourt. By the way, there will be an hour long preseason, or not preseason, a pre show inside college basketball on CBS at noon Eastern. Jay Wright making studio debut. Obviously, after you've listened to the pod, do our guy Jay a favor. Yeah, there's a there's another basketball game of note happening. Let's go CBS primary primary spot in that noon spot. Get a little inside college basketball going for you before we get to Zags tied. Bama won this game a year ago in Seattle. If you're wondering where we should lean on this one, how about this? Since 2018-19, Gonzaga is six and one against top five opponents in the regular season. The only loss since 18-19 was last year on a neutral to Duke out in Vegas. Bama, GP and I both think, top five level at this point. This is kind of a big spot for Gonzaga in this regard. A loss would put Gonzaga at eight and four. Best wins would be over Michigan State, Xavier, and actually, believe it or not, right? and Kentucky. And Kent State registers as a better win right now than Washington. They'd still have a a fine resume. Wouldn't be worthy of top 25 consideration with a loss here. But if Gonzaga really wants any chance, I think Gonzaga's chances at a one seed are done barring it literally running the table. I think I don't think it can do it. Um, but if it were to lose this game and take losses, all fine losses, Purdue, Baylor, Texas, and Bama, those, are, those would not be bad losses. I actually wonder with the WCC being... Good again this season, and good's a relative term, like among the multi-bid leagues and, non- and the non-high major leagues. Uh, I think it actually might be slightly better overall than it was a season ago. We'll see how that plays out. But I actually wonder if Gonzaga's chances at not landing on even the two-line would be something of a long shot if it can't win this game. So long-term effects here actually could be significant. We've been used to Gonzaga on the top line uh, for for most most of the past you know half-decade or so, GP. I mean, they were one seed a season ago. One seed of the season before that. Would have been a one seed in 2020. We're a one seed in 2019. We're a one seed in 2017. We're a two back in 2015. So this might actually wind up being um, a little bit of a different uh, year for the Zags in that regard. Let's see how Timmy plays in this one. You said Bama by one? That's what Ken Palm says. I'm going to go Gonzaga to win this game straight up and give us a little bit of intrigue on what will be an awesome day. There's going to be a team or two that's – that's playing home or this is de facto home for Bama. It's in Birmingham, like Gonzaga played last year in Seattle. I'll I'll take Gonzaga to show up big and win an entertaining one here.
0: You know, you mentioned the Zags three losses. They're all quadrant one losses, so there's nothing embarrassing there. It's just that um, th- they are held to a different standard than most other programs. So, like, when they lose three games, people f- immediately go to, ah, they stink. No, they don't stink. This is still one of the 15 to 20, maybe better, uh, 15 to 20 best teams in the country. Um, even as they're sitting here with with three losses. Drew Timmy, um, he is averaging, and you predicted this, um, career highs in basically everything. 20.5 points, 7.9 rebounds, 1.1 blocks, 33.1 minutes per game. Those are all career-high numbers. I, I I hadn't noticed this until I was looking at it. He's shooting 11% from three on less than one attempt per game, which is like, you know, whatever. But I, I thought – Cause if you remember at the NBA combine, he shot it pretty impressively. He had that one game where he was four or five from three from the NBA three point line. And there was some thought that he'll come back and expand his game um, at this level. And he, he just hasn't done that in that way. And perhaps it's by design. Like, Hey, if you're that good inside the arc that we don't need you out there launching threes. Um, but I, I thought he would maybe be a little more uh, pre uh, productive from the perimeter in the spirit of trying to show people that you can play out there and make that shot. And that just hasn't shown itself again, probably because it's, it's unnecessary uh, for Gonzaga to be great. They need Timmy inside the arc and and he has been great inside the arc, Alabama nine and one lone loss to Yukon Yukon, you know, beats everybody. So no shame there. It should be a great game. Um, I'll go Alabama just cause it's going to be played in Alabama. But I, I think these are comparable teams. Um, noticeably higher than the other right now but that's based on the resume which is exactly what it should be based on but i i think these are comparable themes you played them 10 times in in at, at the at the pentagon yeah, i think it's something like five and five but you put this one in birmingham uh, i'll lean toward alabama game two saturday 2 p.m eastern it's number five houston at number two virginia Inside Jack Jones Arena. You can watch it on ESPN2. Kim Palm has it, Virginia minus one. You don't know nothing about Jack Jones.
1: Listen, this should be, uh, with all due respect to David John Matthews, Carter Beaufort is a native and uh, just one of the best drummers in the history of music. Charlottesville native, still lives there. Shouts to Carter Beaufort. So, for my purposes, this, this will forever be Carter Beaufort Arena. Um, how about this? You ready for this one? Truly stunning. If I told you Virginia has never hosted a non-conference opponent ranked in the top five until this weekend, would you believe it?
0: I I wouldn't have any reason not to.
1: Yeah, well, how about that? Houston being fifth in the country playing this game represents the highest ranked opponent not in the ACC to ever go in and play Virginia. Damn. And there was a chance a couple weeks ago people were wondering if this might be a one versus two matchup. It's not that, but it's still pretty damn good. Um, the way that Houston lost last week to Bama, I'm really interested to see just what their what energy is like, what their fire and verve are like, because they, they've got the capacity, I think, in this spot to show up, play a dominant game, and steal one on the road. Um, for Virginia... I feel like people are probably in on them, but this is the kind of game, the kind of win where if you get it going into ACC play, you know, you stay undefeated wins over Baylor, Illinois, Michigan. And remember they got the win at Michigan. Uh, and then Houston, then it becomes a question of like, well, if it's not Purdue, if it's not UConn, is Virginia actually the best team in the country? I feel like they're just shy of that right now. This is just an awesome, awesome, awesome matchup. Um, that regard, regrettably I'll probably end up missing a little bit because of being at CBS Sports Classic. It'll be slow. I don't think the winning team's getting a 60 in this one. With that in mind, I will, GP, I will take Houston to win and win, I'll take, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll even give you a score here. Give me, give me the Cougs 58-54. In this one, my least confident pick of the set that we're going to talk about here. But again, I, I can't help but think we're going to get a little bit of noise. And both of these teams, I think we could definitely see, you know, again, meeting up in the final four. I think they're going to have the long-term capability of doing that. Love Reese Beekman's game. But I'll take Houston. I wrote my power rankings on Thursday. It, you know, after the way they lost to Bama, if you told me that Houston didn't play another game decided by by single digits after Virginia for like the next six weeks, i believe you. I just, I, I... Houston and Sampson, they got a team that's good enough and capable of doing that. And I almost wonder if that kind of start and that stretch begins with with a definitive win in a statement made here on Saturday at Virginia.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
3: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: You don't know nothing about Jack Jones.
1: Feel free to inform me.
0: We've been over that. I know. (laughs) Marcus Sasser, preseason All-American, just 4 of 15 from three in Houston's past four games. Uh, Went 0 of 3 from beyond the arc last weekend in that loss to Alabama. So he's now shooting a career-low 30.6% from three through 11 games. Last season, only played 12 games because of injuries, but he did shoot 43.7% from beyond the arc in in, in those 12 games. So his um, shooting percentages... Uh, from the arc, uh, down significantly, but um, still having an awesome All-American caliber season for a team that, uh, despite last weekend's loss at home, looks like a a legitimate national championship contender. Virginia, undefeated, uh, 4-0 in the first two quadrants, also got four quadrant four wins. They've only played eight games. Remember, they had the one game uh, canceled or postponed uh, because of the tragedy uh, within the Virginia uh, community uh, and that football program. Uh, so they haven't played as many games as as lots of other teams. But, um, you know, perfect so far. Got wins over Baylor and Illinois. Cavaliers playing 300 uh, – they, they are 362nd in adjusted tempo. Mm-hmm. So true to form. That means there's one team actually
1: playing slower than them this season. Trivia time, can you name it? Oh, I know it because I – I feel like I know it because I mentioned it maybe in a power rankings. Uh, uh, so there's a team slower than Virginia right now. Just give it to me. I know I what know I've seen it unless it's some random mid-major that got there.
0: Grant McCaslin's North Texas Mean Texas, yeah. Green.
1: Yep. yep. I'm going to take yep. Houston on the road. By the way, Houston won this matchup a year ago by 20, 67-47. 20 points now. Virginia was a different team. Houston had the benefit of playing at home in that one.
0: I, I do not think that Houston will win the game by 20 but um, I'm never right about any of this stuff so you know who knows game three Saturday 3 p.m. Eastern it's North Carolina versus number 23 Ohio State inside Billy Joe Garden mm. you can watch it on CBS it's America's most watched network is a network of stars Kim Pom has it Ohio State minus one. <sighs>
1: This is, a, this is a deal either way, no matter what. The UNC loses, goes to 7-5 with all of its losses against power conference teams, Iowa State, Bama, Indiana, Virginia Tech, and then that would be Ohio State. Or it finally gets a win and gets a win against a quality opponent and puts together a three-game winning streak heading into uh, a game against Michigan uh, next week. I think that is um, the Jordan Brand Classic down there in Charlotte. Nada will be on hand for that. Ohio State, 7-2. Losses to San Diego State and Duke so far. Top five in offensive efficiency adjusted at Ken Palm right now. And they don't have a star. Bruce Thornton's coming (laughs) along pretty damn nicely, though, as a freshman. I like his game a lot. Really good offensive player. And him, along with Bryce Sensabaugh, another freshman. I think I wrote this in the preseason. Provided that, you know, the players that... Should stay, stay, and they've got a good freshman class coming in. Ohio State, uh, a year from now or you know, next offseason, will probably set up as a preseason top 20 team. Hell, they might be that this season. I sold on that notion going in, but they've been pretty good so far. Justice Suing, I actually think he's going to wind up playing a bit better than he has overall. He probably needs to be their best player, and Zed Key for the most part has done exactly what they needed him to do. He's a good big man in the middle there, and it'll be an intriguing matchup here with Baycott going against Key overall. I'm going to... This is definitely a game from a national perspective for the Buckeyes, where uh, people just frankly aren't that familiar with them too much. Yeah, they played Maui, like, and they got some wins, but they beat Cincinnati and they beat Texas Tech, and you know, in the in the losers' bracket game there. So we have seen some of the Buckeyes, but Saturday, huge Saturday, CBS Sports Classic against UNC. This is this is your biggest stage yet. I would argue it's even bigger than the road game in the ACC Big Ten Challenge when you lost against Duke there. So we've seen a little bit of them. I will take Carolina in this spot. Uh, I, I, I need to see him do it. Obviously, they got to show up and play well. They've done relatively well in their past two: Georgia Tech and the Citadel. Citadel is, you know, whatever. But in here, give me Carolina to win. And I, something tells me this is going to I UCLA Kentucky, which we're going to get to next, is the more intriguing matchup, the bigger matchup. I can't shake the notion that this might actually be the better game. Uh, so i will say carolina wins by uh, by no more than two possessions
0: when you said ohio state is fifth in adjusted offensive efficiency it reminded me the la- one of the last times ohio state was really good offensively and we were talking about it and i randomly said something along the lines of ohio more. State's yeah, yeah, yeah that they turn Ohio State's offense turns me on, or something, and and that actually got taken to Chris Holtman at a press conference.
1: Cast yeah, a pod listener Adam Jardy, who I believe was the one to cheat him up on that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> can you imagine asking Chris Holtman about his offense turning Gary Parrish on?
1: <laughs> if they win tomorrow and drop north of eighty-five points, maybe I'll hit that with Holt. Maybe I'll ask Colt then. I'll be like, "Listen, man, I just got a text from GP right now." He's about to go take a cold shower.
0: (laughs) Ohio State was not in the preseason AP poll, not in the preseason coaches poll, but you know where they were, the Buckeyes? They were in the preseason top 25-1. and Mm -mm -mm. Now they're 7-2. and Like you said, they beat Texas Tech, beat Rutgers in controversial fashion, lost to Duke, San Diego State. This is a quad one opportunity for the Buckeyes. They still do not have a quad one win. Um, I think you can reasonably argue North Carolina needs this more. Um, you know, it's been preseason number one team, and they're zero and four in quadrant one opportunities so far this season. Uh, losses to Alabama, Indiana, Virginia Tech, and Iowa State. Armando Bacot was the consensus preseason first team All American. Caleb Love is currently the Tar Heels' leading scorer. Caleb Love shooting forty one point eight percent from the field on fifteen point five shots per game. Armando baycott shooting fifty three point nine percent from the field on 10.2 shots per game. Is that something that should be addressed?
1: There's a lot that should be addressed here, but yes. And I'm not surprised by that, by the way. I think we, on some level, we probably expected that. I just need to see more. I think we need to see probably a little less Caleb love, a little more RJ Davis, generally speaking, and then Baycott, you know, I think he'll, you know, he's, he's asked to do a ton. And I'll be also interested in this game to see how much of the, bench Hubert seem he looks like they've been trying to to get them more involved I think they need to they can't go with an iron five lineup for the course of three straight months and so I think he's trying there but yes they need a little more bacon love is a very good player he's talented he's erratic he's streaky but he's also often fearless and that can be a very good thing but still plenty of work to be done on that end for sure
0: he's he's the classic player Caleb love very good player talented guy but the classic player who like can always get his shot, but he just doesn't make enough of them. Like, he can always get his shot. Like, if you need a end-of-shot clock, end-of-half, end-of-game, you know, give him a ball screen, he'll get his shot. He just doesn't make it that often. He's had, he's taking 6.6 uh, uh, three-pointers per game and only making 28.8% of them. And so, if you remember when we had Leaky Black on and we were discussing about you know, did you think Caleb Love was coming back? Did you think he was leaving? And uh, I, I jokingly said, "You realize if he'd have left, that's like 15 more shots per game for you guys, you know, to, to divvy up however you please." And we, we sort of chuckled, but like here we are. <laughs> He's taking 15.5 shots per game and and making uh, too low of a percentage of them. Uh, not necessarily, uh, you know, it's just the the. I'd be fine with. You know, 15.5 shots per game, I guess. But you can't take seven threes a game and only make 28.8% of them. That's that's where the real problem is. He is launching, uh, I don't want to say too many threes, but he, he, if you're going to take that many, you got to make a better percentage than, than 28%. I'm going with Ohio State. I'm going to take Ohio State inside the garden over North Carolina. Game four, Saturday, 5.15 p.m. Eastern. Number 16, UCLA. Versus number thirteen Kentucky inside Harry Styles Garden. There we go. You can watch it on ESPN two. Kim Pom has it. Oh, you can watch it on CBS. Somebody you can needs watch it. on CBS. That that that's a note that needs to be updated. Excuse me for one second.
1: Okay. While well, GP does you that, you can watch it on CBS.
0: It's America's most watched network. It's the network of stars. Kim Pom has it. UCLA minus one.
1: You really thought we'd get out of here without this?
0: What am I expecting tonight? A a competitive basketball game. I I think we'll be at the under four, and it'll still technically be up for grabs. I'd be surprised if that's not true. Holy
3: Holy crap.
0: UCLA. What did they do to Maryland? Dude, they were up 38 points. I know. One by 27. That's at the Xfinity Center. You're not supposed to be able to go in the Xfinity Center and do that. Dude, everybody walked out of there and was like, I'm getting DirecTV. This is ridiculous. Everybody walked out of there and was like, I'm canceling. This is outrageous. Sign me up for DirecTV. Imagine getting beaten so badly at home that 20,000 people cancel their cable service. That's what
1: happened. Phenomenal. And you've seldom been more wrong than that, which is just incredible. I mean, nobody, that, it, it, no, way,
0: nobody's been more wrong. It's impossible to be more wrong than that.
1: The, the thing that's great about it is what I'm going to play that. Let's see if I still got I'm going to play this for you one more time. All right. And then I'm going to explain what, what's going on here. All right. Here, here it is again. Ten seconds.
0: What am I expecting tonight? A, a competitive basketball game. I, I think we'll be at the under four and it'll still technically be up for grabs. I'd be surprised if that's not true.
1: I was wrong. All right. So what's going on with that exactly is this. I've been I've been Gary Parrish's coworker now. I mean, we're now at, at twelve years, twelve plus years, right? So I've 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 seen him do so much. I've seen him continue to to rise as star and and just ascend and ascend and ascend. But when he goes on HQ or he's on CBS Sports Network inside college basketball, uh, sometimes he'll get asked these questions, and he just he doesn't want to stray too far. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to go to extremes. He doesn't want to predict a, a huge win or a big loss. So what? So what? So the way to split that is he'll say, "Yeah, you know we've got we've got two really good basketball teams. What am I expecting in this game? I'm expecting a really good basketball game. Like I'm expecting a close basketball game. We've seen that so far. And so he was trying to play it down the middle. The problem is you can actually be just as wrong playing it down the middle as you can. And so that is why. Not only was it not competitive at the
0: under four, it wasn't competitive at the under 16 of the first half of the first half. no like listen, I was downstairs doing uh, you know like uh, visiting with my family and then I was like, oh, it's uh I can't remember what time I was like it's eight. whatever time the game started, it was like, oh, the game started like eight minutes ago. I, I, I need to go uh, pop up in front of the TV. turned it on, it was seven nothing. and I was like, well, here we go. And it just got worse. Yeah. Like you would think on some level, like it's 7 nothing. Can't get worse than this. woo hoo hoo Holy God.
1: I know. I know. It's bad. Good, it, it's bad. Good night for DirecTV. Terrible night for Xfinity. Bruins are 7-8 and eight all-time against Kentucky from a historical perspective. And UCLA, thanks to uh, UCLA SID for sending this along, 16-15 all-time record in New York City, 14-12 and 12 of those record uh at msg have not played in the garden have the bruins since 2013-14 when they fell to duke 80-63 to i think that was an nit deal overall um ucla and kentucky have played once before ever in msg coaches versus cancer tournament in the 2000-2001 season ucla won 97-92 here are your ucla performers on that night how about a nice little throwback guys Jason Capono, 21 points. Earl Watson, Watson, 20 points. Ray Young, 20 points. Can I get a Dan Gad Zurich reset, please? 16 in that game. And then the most well-known from an NBA standpoint in this game was fifth in scoring. Matt Barnes dropped 10 in that game for the Bruins. But that UCLA's won six straight games in this season, and Jalen Clark coming off 19 points in that game against Maryland. David Singleton at 18. That's good games there for uh, for UCLA because Tiger Campbell's been mostly reliable. He's got 49 assists so far this season. His assist to turnover or the team's assist to turnover ratio is fourth best in the country as UCLA's, and I bring that up because Kentucky's obviously good at turning teams over. Casey Wallace in particular. So you will have. A fantastic backcourt matchup with all this. Severe Wheeler, by the way, is one of the best. UCL is one of the best teams at assist to turnover ratio. Severe Wheeler is uh one of the best players, three point four seven one assist to turnover ratio. He's also helping with six point five assists per game. Casey Wallace for Kentucky's at uh, two and a half steals. He has more steals than any freshman in the country. And then when you get to Oscar Shibway, only Zach Eady averages more than him points and rebounds per game right now. Um Sheboys north of 15 and 13 a game. Well, the only other player doing that is Edie. Fascinating tilt here, GP. And with UCLA winning the way that it did so dominantly, you, got, you feel like a little inclined to say, well, they're going to keep that up. But we both know when it comes to college teams and expecting this kind of stuff with back-to-back quality opponents, it's a little tough to say. UK right now has a good win over Michigan, does not have a win against a team that would rank top 30. In most predictive metrics, UCLA obviously not only qualifies as that, it qualifies as top ten good right now. Um, feels like a major toss-up. I think you said the line on this is UCLA minus one. Every right?
0: game we've done so far, according to Ken Palm, is a one-point spread.
1: Wow. Um, all right, I, I will take. Man, all right. So head is telling me UCLA. Hard is telling me Kentucky. I will go with. I will go with the head. I will go. I will go. UCLA wins this game, and because of how good—I mean, it was just. I'm not with Maryland, but that was just a
0: thrashing. The crowd—I don't know if you caught this—it was, a, a, you know, midway through the second half. The crowd, like, started chanting, "Cut the cord! Cut the cord! Cut the cord!" It's a bad night for Xfinity.
1: Yeah, I think I saw Van Pelt out there with like an oversized pair of scissors. And he was like chomping them together. Yeah, was he was, he was, hilarious.
0: cut the court, cut the court. Right and then they were head. like, direct TV, direct TV. It's a bad night for Xfinity.
1: I'm taking UCLA to win the game and cover.
0: Dudes were up 38 points.
1: <laughs> what? what? On the road against a team that's conceivably supposed to be halfway decent. if not going to the tournament. That might, I don't know. Maryland going to the NCAA Subway tournament? Yes or no? Right now. Ugh. We're talking about a good basketball team here, guys. I'd Are say, they going? Yes or no? I'd say
0: I'd say no, no. I don't think you can recover from what just happened to them. <laughs> Kevin Willard, the quote was Kevin Willard said, uh, "You know, it's not, it's it's not, uh, it's not a, it's not a bad thing to get beat down every once in a while." I was like, yeah, it feels like a bad thing. I wouldn't want to get beat down every once in a while.
1: 38 points, man. Yeah,
0: no, that's not. That, that's. that. I respectfully disagree.
1: It is a Carolyn terrible Anthony, thing. <laughs> like, can you guys just please talk about the game and pick the game and get <laughs> off of us right now?
0: Cut the cord. Cut the cord. Let's try this again. What am I expecting? I'm expecting a competitive basketball game. I'll be surprised if we're you know, in the under four mm. and this game isn't still very much up for grabs. Let's just keep, the, I'll just keep doing it. till we get it right? You know, yeah. Event, eventually a game is going to be up for grabs
1: late. Eventually I'm going to be right. Every single game we're talking about with these <laughs> one point lines, they're all like 17 point, <laughs> 19 point, 24 point <laughs> margins. I'm just going to keep saying this
0: after uh, every game. And then eventually, I'm gonna get, we're going to be able to clip one. And it's going to be like, ooh, GP caught it. Under four, it was 347 left. One possession game. Boy, GP was on it.
1: What you got? I'm going
0: to take UCLA. And the reason I'm going to take UCLA is because, as noted, I'm expecting a competitive game. Up for grabs at the under four. And in all seriousness, if it does come down to that, if it gets like – if it's tight late – Pay attention to the free throw shooting. Kentucky is shooting 68.5% from the free throw line. That ranks 245th nationally. And you know where the problem is, or at least the most noticeable problem is? It's in the backcourt. Their guards can't shoot free throws. Mm. Severe Wheeler is shooting 59.1% from the free throw line, and Kaysen Wallace is shooting 57.1% from the free throw line. What's more disturbing, Case and Wallace shooting fifty-seven percent from the free throw line, or Case and Wallace, a projected one-and-done guard, only getting to the free throw line one point six times per game?
1: Yeah, that's, that's way low. Okay, that's
0: way. Like I was shocked when I saw that number. I was like, I was like, okay, shooting fifty-seven point one percent from the line. That's that's obviously low. How many attempts per game? I was like, how many how many points is he costing them? Basically, one. I mean, he 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 barely goes to the free throw line. That seems – I mean, you're supposed to be a attacking yeah. guard, combo guard. A, a detect, a, how about this? A one-and-done projected lottery pick combo guard should be getting more free throw attempts per game than 1.6.
1: I mean, he's only averaging three three-point attempts a game. That's interesting. All right, keep an eye on that. Good plot line to follow there just in terms of what Casey Wallace brings on that end of the floor in general yeah he's playing 32 minutes a game
0: and and shooting 1.6 free throw that just seems low um small sample size i guess but it it was something that stood out to me um yeah like i said i'll take ucla in in a in a close game but in this game and in any of these games we've talked about so far obviously given the projected scores um they could by definition go any any direction
1: the and one pick is going to be saturday 10.30 10.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. We got from noon all the way till past midnight on, on the East Coast here. We got we got games galore. Kansas and Indiana fans, we're going to get to you guys in a second, but we're going to pick this game first. Tennessee at Arizona on Salim Stoudemire Court. Tennessee at Arizona. And if you can believe it, Ken Palm is at Tennessee. You already know it, GP. What's the line?
0: It's Tennessee minus one.
1: It's Tennessee minus one. Who you got?
0: I'm taking Arizona, only because t- Tennessee fans keep telling me that I have Tennessee too low, and so I I want to be able to tell them, no, I didn't. And what that will require is them not beating Arizona this weekend. <laughs> uh,
3: I've said it before.
0: I root for I root for the top twenty-five and one,
1: two D chess.
0: <laughs> I root for the top twenty-five and one.
1: I know. All right. Fair enough. Zona. How about this? we have got the number one offense against the number one defense at Ken Palm. Trivia time! Okay. Okay. It's in the power rankings. Mr. Pomeroy already tweeted as well. You might have seen this. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Have you seen it? Nope. Okay. How many times, including this game this weekend... Since 2010, when Ken Palm actually can track this data, when he actually, uh, I guess, that, that Ken Palm itself goes back to uh, really 97, but 2002 when you count seasons on the site. But he can only track where teams were ranked uh, in overall efficiency at any given point of season starting in the 09-2010 season. So since then, including Saturday's game, Tennessee at Arizona, how many times at any point in the season, regular season or postseason, has the number one offense played against the number one defense? Quattro cuatro four and in fact it is double this will be the eighth time oh Joe this will be the eighth time overall we got it what uh, about speaking Spanish on the podcast exclusively um we've got we had Michigan versus Louisville final four you had Wisconsin versus Kentucky that uh, final four in 2013 then Wisconsin Kentucky final four in 2015 uh in the regular season the the first time it happened or at least going Farthest back, Duke versus Kentucky in the Champions Classic 2015. Uh 2016, February, you had Duke versus Louisville, acc game there. 2016 also, five days later, Notre Dame played Louisville. So no, Duke was at one point the number one offense, and the Notre Dame overtook it. And then the two most recent instances had Gonzaga as the number one offense. It was Gonzaga, Texas Tech, uh in the final four, and then, excuse me, in the Elite Eight, and then Earlier this season, Gonzaga's game at Texas. Gonzaga was one, and Texas was one on defense. That was more. I talked to Ken. That was actually more like projecting out. So, uh, and this is to an extent as well. But the other, the other six previous times, not counting Gonzaga Texas, like the teams had fairly well established it. I guess you could say the, um, the Duke Kentucky one might or it might be a little bit of an exception to that. But this is the eighth time overall, the fourth time in the regular season. Let's do an over under here. GP. Hmm. Zone scoring ninety two a game. Tennessee is allowing 51.4. The split between that is 71.7 points. Over, under, Arizona at home scoring 71.7 points against the number one per possession defense in the country. Over. I'll go under. I'll go under. The Wildcats do lead the nation, though, in field goal percentage 54.7. I mentioned scoring points per game, offensive efficiency. They're the best from inside the three-point arc, 61.6%, and have more assists per game than any team in the nation, 21.5%. Uh, right now, Tommy Lloyd has a team that's won 24 straight games at home, and in 47 games so far under Tommy Lloyd, Arizona has shot better than 50% from the field in 29 of those games. I don't think that will happen. I think Tennessee's defense will actually have an impact there. Tommy Lloyd does do well against ranked teams, 8-3 and three against top 25 opponents, and 3-1 and one against top 10 teams since Lloyd got there. Um in its last 13 home games against top 10 teams, Arizona is 10-3. and three. I actually think that Kirk Reese will be a big guy in this kind of game. Uh, he's been pretty good at being a distributor on the floor, averaging seven dimes a game. That's top five in the country. I will also take Arizona to win in this spot. This is a friggin' fr- – just a fantastic way to wrap up Saturday night. I think Tennessee will muck it up, and it will keep it lower scoring. If, if you tell me right now the final score of this game is – 79-65. I'm going to tell you Arizona wins the whole way. It's hard to see how Tennessee could win a game like that. But I think Arizona will win and I'll go 70-62. Um, Tennessee has some success at slowing it down. Usually the teams that that play fast versus a team that play slow, the slower team often will, will win that fight. But because of Arizona's size with Tubelas and Balo who have been awesome and Kirk Reese has been terrific, we agree we will both take Arizona to cover on that GP mentioned at the top real quick, just a few other games to be aware of the only one on Friday that I would really pay attention to is Creighton at Marquette 8:30 on Fox sports. One Creighton's trying to avoid, avoid, yes, a six consecutive loss and they got to go on the road and play at Marquette, a Marquette team that may well wind up being good enough to make the NCAA tournament. So that's one to keep an eye on, on Friday, the biggest one on Saturday that we did not get to Indiana at Kansas, uh, the Crossroads Classic is no more. The uh, the four-team Notre Dame-Purdue-Butler-Indiana-Neutral uh, Court one-day doubleheader affair that they did for a decade. It was a good event, but frankly, uh, if it needs to go on indefinite in hiatus and we get games like KU-Indiana, like that's that's quite the awesome trade-off there. And Jalen hood um, the question is, can he go? If he goes, how available will he be? Um, because if he's not there, like I... That, Asking Trace Jackson Davis to to cover up uh, for a lot of what they're going to need to do on the road is asking a lot there. And uh, and Xavier Johnson might, uh, might have to do a ton. Jalen Wilson, by the way, 22 points a game right now, 9.4 rebounds. Uh, he'll be going up against Jackson Davis, 16.8 points, 8.4 rebounds. That's going to be a nice little head-to-head matchup there. Before I get to the rest of the slate there, GP, just uh, want to give a couple quick words or thoughts or anything on... Uh, on Hoosiers at uh, at Jayhawks here because beyond all beyond the matchup and two intriguing teams, we've got two blue bloods playing. What we always we clamor for this and it's great to see that the the coaches made this happen. It's it's going to be Indiana going into Kansas a joint, and then they'll return the favor next year. And that's just a good it's it's a great thing for college basketball to have that as your wallpaper on a Saturday. You turn on your television early in the afternoon and you see those two teams playing in a true road slash home environment, and it just makes the day feel that much bigger.
0: It's awesome. We're going to have a a, a big time matchup on virginia's campus a big time matchup um uh, on kansas's campus that's where college basketball belongs you know like i understand the 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 money making decisions that lead to games in uh you know south dakota and brooklyn and in the Bahamas and you name it. I got it. I, under, I understand why if I were running a college basketball program, we'd be going to Brooklyn too. All right. I understand, but undeniably it is just better when you take these exact same games and put them in a true home road environment. So I, I love when, when programs and and I love when all programs do this, but especially the big boy programs like Indiana, like Kansas, um, I think under John Shire, you're going to see Duke do this more than than it did yeah. under under Mike Schucheski, like I think John understands.
1: And they've uh, scheduled a home and home with Arizona that will start right. next season. Right.
0: So I think I think John's going to be willing to take the Blue Devils um onto other people's campuses more than 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 Mike was willing to, which again is awesome. Um as I've said many times, this is not college football where one loss can can prevent you from making the playoff in our for our purposes the NCAA tournament it really there's not a loss you can schedule in November or December that's going to cost you the opportunity to be a one seed in the NCAA tournament so I wish more coaches would um focus on that like hey let's go let's go let's go play this big game and if we win it woo. How awesome is that? And if we lose it, you know what? Not that big of a deal. Either way, we create a great moment, memory, everything for our program. I wish more coaches would do it. And we've got multiple examples of that, uh, of that coming up this weekend.
1: A couple more games, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, just, to keep an eye on six Eastern Saturday, CBS sports network. You've got the Holy war. So BYU, uh, is going to host Utah, Utah's nine and two. Utah can get a Road win there, you know, maybe just a Pac-12 team that that's slowly maybe building an at-large resume. Keep an eye on that. Um, you know, certainly uh, a more of us than there are of them. Special, uh, no doubt about it. <laughs> on CBS Sports Network, I think actually GP uh, pre-recorded uh, a two and a half minute long intro that will air on CBS Sports Network about the uh, the genesis of there are more than us than there are of them. Mm-hmm. May well be by BYU before that. Uh, yeah,
0: out. I just just so when you turn on the game, you know, I wrote it and then we got Adam Zucker to voice
1: it. Oh, absolutely uh terrific, man. Love to yeah. love
0: to see that. Yeah, Zook, Zook, Zook voiced I
1: <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I think that's twice uh, this week, by the way. GP's lost. G- we lost GP. You got me not all right? It's not me this time. It's not you this time. It's GP this time. GP, GP's trying to <laughs> trying to give a good line about Zook. He's dropped out there. We'll see if he can get back. If he can't, I will literally close the podcast in a second here. Uh, Purdue has Davidson Saturday in Indianapolis at 615 Eastern on Big Ten Network. Uh, you know what the problem here is? GP's rocking with Xfinity right now. The internet we just got talking about Indiana and the internet just went out. You think, oh, Ken, I got to get the X-Files music on the board. I got to take the time and get a few more drops on the board. It's all connected. The truth is out there. How you like us now, Gary Parrish? How you like us now? You're talking about Xfinity going out. He's done. It's out of here. Okay, I'm wrapping this bad boy up here. Cool thing about Purdue and Davidson. It's the, it's the lawyer bowl. Foster lawyer going head-to-head with his younger brother, Purdue freshman uh, Fletcher lawyer. I'll set the over-under. I was going to ask GP over-under 37.5 total lawyer points. He's not here. 37 and a half total lawyer points. You know what? He's not even on the feed right now. If you're listening to this live or you're listening to this after the fact, please at Gary Parrish CBS on Twitter, find him on Instagram or whatever. I want you to just tweet out to say, hey GP, I got the lawyer brothers combining for fill in the blank, however many points. Just uh, just hit his mentions. I want I want 150 of these throughout Friday into Saturday, over under total lawyer points, just let him know. Find them as much as you can. And then UConn at Butler 7 Eastern on FS1. UConn's going to try and remain undefeated. Kind of an interesting spot there overall. Um, And then Sunday at 630, the only big game of note, or it's an interesting one, Iona is at New Mexico. So the Patino Bowl. And I think that's just an awesome mid-major affair there. We'll go live probably before that game ends. Again, a humongous sports weekend ahead. Appreciate everyone watching live here on on a Friday afternoon. Again, please remember to subscribe if you're a, Phone subscriber, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help us out. We're just, uh, we're encroaching another threshold. And If that could be your Christmas present to us, we would appreciate it. You're back. I was ready to close it. I was almost about to close it. You missed nothing. I just finished up the, the weekend stuff.
0: I uh I we've been having internet problems around here. Like we I live
1: in it was your like, karma. We in, you were, you, like we live in Indianapolis or something. I, and, and it's like you had Xfinity. That's what I said. So, it's like it's like I live. In,
0: it's like I got Xfinity in 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 uh in 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 Indianapolis. But in fact, I have C Spire in Mississippi.
1: Well, there we go. And if I was like, how,
0: if you knew how much I pay for this internet every month, you'd be shocked that that it would ever like, go out.
1: Where 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 where
0: you know how many you know how many C Spire pods I have in my house No, I was alerted to a possible problem earlier my little guy or my middle guy is home from school today he didn't have to I don't know they just took Friday off right it's Mississippi education you know we don't prioritize education down here so he's out of school today and he was like uh dad can you call somebody about the internet I said what's wrong he said it just keeps it just keeps dropping out every once in a while and that's like uh, devastating for him in the middle of a fortnight game right i mean i'm just messing up a i'm just messing up a critically acclaimed podcast he's losing he's like dying in Fortnite, right so uh i thought we'd get through it we didn't i'm here now did you mention purdue davidson
1: i did i did i just mentioned it quickly i said they're playing the lawyer brothers that's all i said and then we moved on. and then i think we're good to wrap the show
0: i think that, i think we covered everything then Yep. I think That's everything's it. been covered. It's
1: Purdue playing Davidson, and that was uh, that was pretty much it, man. Let's let's wrap it up.
0: Let's get out of here. I got an airplane to catch. Okay. You got to go catch an airplane. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Larnell. Now, shouts to Huck. Cut the cord. Cut the cord. Thank you guys once again. Listen, I own college basketball podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe. There's more of us than there are of them. And we're going to talk to you again on uh, Sunday night. I can't wait till then. I'm going to try to get the internet fixed before then. Till then. Take care.
3: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.